Amazon tells Coles, let's get together. And a podcast fight breaks out. This is Jim Ganser. You're listening to the A-Game Podcast. We're going to get right into it this week. It's a hot one. Joining me today, my man Jeff Colton. El Jefe. El Jefe, indeed. Joel Hammond is in the house. Joel, how you doing? Hey, I would never call myself the chief. I know that. Hambone. Wow, already <laughs> passing judgment. Chief, no. we're, we're off to a good start. Morgan Rooks. Hi. Black how you Widow. doing? Uh, I really want to know who the podcast fight is between. I hope it's Jeff and Joel. The question is, is this, wait, like is this a premonition of things to come or did it happen? Because oh. if I got to throw down, I'm going to take off my blazer. They're not, they're not music. <laughs> nice blazer. They're not mutually, <laughs> mutually uh, exclusive as I have trouble speaking my signature move on the podcast. Uh, but uh, we'll, we'll get into that as the secondary piece. So we'll leave you hanging out there. Um, big news this past week. Uh, Kohl's and Amazon are actually combining forces um, technically speaking, Kohl's is going to be um, acting as a, I don't know, I can't even think distribution of Distribution center? It's return not center. It's return center. They're collecting returns mm-hmm. for Amazon, right? Yes. So rather than saying, hey, how do we get into the e-commerce business? How do we unseat Amazon? They're actually leveraging it as a tool to get people into their stores, which I think is kind of smart. Um, Jeff, what do you think about this? Stone Cold fan. Of it, frankly. So do you want you want me to give me my, my whole Coles three sixty? Yeah, you want me to give it. So here's the Coles yeah. three sixty. So there's been rumors for the last two and a half years that um, Amazon was going to buy one of two uh, large footprint retailers, and that was either Target um, or uh, or Coles. So this turns out to be, I think, a very interesting indicator in that. You ask yourself, why would they buy Kohl's? And here is my opinion on it, and I think my opinion's correct because it's well-formulated. Mm. So who are the two biggest players in retail right now in the United States? Walmart and Amazon. Thanks, Joel. Aww. So Walmart and Amazon. They both come at the problem of convenience from two different directions. Amazon comes at it as, a, as an online retailer. Walmart comes at it from a brick-and-mortar, large-scale footprint, right? They are in your neighborhood, and their stores with large footprints could very easily be converted into distribution centers, not just retail shopping experiences. So what is Amazon doing? They're going out, and they're building these huge distribution centers, but those, it's still not as convenient. It doesn't offer you as many options. You don't do buy-here-pickup or buy-online pickup at store at an Amazon facility. It's a logistics hub. So what I think that Amazon is doing functionally is they're, they're going to take the Kohl's footprint if they do end up buying them. You're, they're going to take the Kohl's footprint, and that's going to be their brick-and-mortar matchup against what Walmart is. They've, I mean, frankly, they've done it in their purchase of, of Whole Foods as well. I mean, super Walmarts got on the scene. They were grocery distribution points. They were taking a retail experience for a neighborhood, a community, and putting it all under one roof. And Amazon, in some capacity, has to try and replicate that. And so this, to me, seems like the integration of business systems because I'd like to see how this actually works. So if somebody returns something at Kohl's that was purchased by Amazon, how are they reconciling that? How are they putting analytics behind that to say, oh, this is – and is it going then into Kohl's system as a sellable item? So there's logistics, but I think this is the the one of the first kind of – forays into Amazon saying, okay, we're going to buy this. This is going to be our large footprint 
potential distribution center. Uh, and then in my personal opinion, the, the heading of Kohl's probably ends up going away at some point. But this is, uh, this is my opinion on why Kohl's and Amazon are uh, getting together is a fight against Walmart. Walmart is actually in a very strong position, one of the only people from a capital standpoint that can go toe-to-toe with Amazon uh, you know, for capital investment. It's, I mean, it's a really interesting fight once you look at it kind of uh, holistically. Hey, Joel. Hi. Um, like a groundhog. Yeah, he just kind of popped like right up. Like a meerkat. Up. Yeah, meerkat. Thank you. Oh, God. Just curious. Oh, um, better. What do you think about – love what, what Jeff's getting into, and, yeah. I, and I like the whole angle of trying to fight preemptive strikes against Walmart. But from a short-term standpoint, what's really in it for Amazon in, in a situation like this? Do you Joel's, have any thoughts on that? <laughs> Joel's looking at I me. loved it from Cole's perspective, right? Yeah. So you you alluded to it, Jim. I mean, if you can't – when I think of – Jeff and I were talking about this before he um, delivered his uh, his angle on it. But when I think of Cole's, I think of my mom, right? I'm thinking of a, of a brand that is older, right? Okay, so I'm older. I'm, I'm having trouble competing. Maybe I'm losing traffic to um, to these other retailers, right? So how do I get people in the store? Well, why not team up, Jeff? I mean, again, Jeff, Jeff alluded to it, but why not team up with this giant power that brings people to my store, right? So I, I thought it was just brilliant from, uh, from Cole's perspective, for sure. As far as Amazon goes, I think Jeff talked a little bit, a little bit about it, but it establishes that foothold. Um, they don't have this type of thing in their, in their repertoire, in their, um, in their holdings right now. So I think it's, uh, that might be, again, part of the reason why they're, why they're doing this. Yeah, I, I agree with Joel. I don't see this as much of an Amazon story as I see it being a Kohl's story. And uh, I'll tweet out the Business Insider article that, that we all read. But the thing that, that I find interesting is that Kohl's is looking at new ways to survive in an e-commerce market. And one of, that, one of those is partnering with Amazon for these returns to get footfall traffic. But the other thing that the article mentioned was that Kohl's is looking at partnering with Aldi and Planet Fitness to put those those stores within the coal spaces. So if you're coming to get your groceries or if you're coming to go to the gym every day, you're like, hey, you know, I've got a birthday coming up. You know, maybe I'm going to pop over into Kohl's and see if I can and find something or if, hey, I need new workout clothes. Like they're making partnerships that they find strategic to get people in the store. And that is what I think is really interesting in this story. Because what matters most to consumers on transactional day-to-day purchases? Convenience. 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 And that sounds like a brand who's thinking thoughtfully with a business goal in mind and saying, what can I do to make myself more of a destination outside of myself? How can I be more convenient for people? I love that. And I agree. I think it's a cold story. I don't think it's an Amazon story. But Amazon's got the, the kind of capital and the kind. In order for them to grow, they have to make big bets. They can't make small bets. Like it doesn't move the needle. They so they have to make these huge types of uh, types of bets. Um, I'd be very interested to see from a revenue standpoint, based off of how the model works, uh, to know like w- w- what kind of revenue upside there is for um, Amazon or uh, excuse me for Kohl's. Because ultimately, if it works really well, then Amazon basically has to pay more for Kohl's if they go to acquire them at some point because they're more of a valuable entity. Joel, I get to tell you this. Jim is not convinced. He's got his skeptical face. I know you can't see it. This dude is spinning over Let's there. Let's hear it. Come on. Isaac Kimbo. Beer delivery. <laughs> uh, not convenient enough. Beer <laughs> delivery, not convenient. 
of course, nobody's going to understand what we're talking about because there was a lost episode, which was absolute three fire emoji hot. White yeah, it was hot. always hot. You could feel it on heat. your feet. Even the band Hot Hot Heat couldn't get behind it. All right. Um, here's here's my take. Amazon is not in, Jeff kind of hit on it. It's like it's not small bets with them. But this feels like a small bet to me because it's well, Jeff is well read and understands the inner workings of what's going on with with Amazon and the the bets that they're trying to take. This is just a return policy at a Kohl's for me right now. And they got to be getting some kind of a kickback on this. There's got to be something coming for Amazon. Oh, let me. I'm just like I'm like can I, can I my dig brain. In? Can I go chapter and verse on you here? It, just, it, it seems you so going small. To anyway. yeah. it, it seems so small to me that I'm just curious. What am I not seeing? They're paying for the peak inside. Wait, what? They're paying to see how Kohl's is set up inside. They want to see their data. They want to see their, their management structure. They want to see how they work as a partner. This is paying to look inside to see if they're worthy of being acquired. I think that's some of it. I think increasing shipping costs are another factor. Ooh. You know, when you have Amazon Prime or when you are built on a foundation of, of free and easy returns, but UPS and FedEx and, and your own shipping partners, just the cost is becoming so prohibitive. A lot of uh, a lot of people are seeing this within their Amazon Prime account. You can drop off your, your return at an Amazon location or you can pay to return it and people don't want to do that. So how do you make it more convenient for people to return products for free and be able to return them to your facilities in mass without actually building more stores. And that's partnering with someone like Kohl's who is you know, really s- spread out in every neighborhood. Here you go, you wanna talk about big bets, fella? If you're Amazon, to win, you gotta be everywhere. That's the big bet, you're, you're, too, that's, you're too big. You gotta be everywhere. You have to be convenient to the tune of everywhere for people to use you, for you ultimately to win and you ultimately to move the needle. I bet if you looked at the footprint of – stop smiling at me. You're going to make me laugh. Uh, the footprint of Kohl's, I bet the footprint of Kohl's would match up geographically to the footprint of Walmart in an interesting fashion. And I bet it would map up to population centers in a very interesting fashion because you got to be everywhere. Yeah, but let me ask you this. Is there any, is there any data – are there any data that support – that Amazon is because you, you say that you got to be everywhere, but I, I haven't read or heard any sort of data that indicate that Amazon is suffering from not being on my street like Walmart is, right? What so I get it. I, I get what you're saying. Like, yeah. I certainly want to be everywhere, but I haven't. Here comes the podcast fight. No, no, no. Oh, no, is no. this what? the. Yeah, no. I'm about to turn no, this I'm table just, over. I'm, I'm <laughs> genuinely interested in if there has been any, because I understand. If I'm somebody, I want to be next to all four of all four of us conveniently, but I haven't gotten any indication that Amazon is suffering from not having that because th- really they are. They they're a click away. You, well, I don't think. I I think the interesting part is Amazon. So are they suffering? Absolutely. Well, not. I mean, suffering is. But there's there's only a handful of companies who get to set the edge. Sure. To get to determine where things are going to go, that's Apple. That's you see it right now. Netflix, everybody, they're in this top five. Blah, blah. People are coming for the crown. Like Disney's coming for the oh, crown and they about... got the content. Like they're not invisible. Amazon and Apple, maybe Google to an extent, have this ability to set the edge. And they have to. 
It's not the, just the ability. It's, it is a, a responsibility to their shareholders. They have to because they have to continue to show increasing shareholder mm-hmm. value. A couple episodes ago, I don't know if it was the last episode or not, is we're talking about uh, how uh, Apple's, the iPhone and handset hardware are going to start to, you know, start to level off and begin to fall. How, Apple has to set where that next market is. That's where they have to invest their money. They can't take the chance, exactly, the wearables. They can't take the chance that somebody else is going to set the edge. Mm-hmm. They have to take the capital that they have and say, market, this is where you're going. And I'm the only one with enough money to not only push out enough product, but market to you enough. That's the same thing that Amazon is basically, in my opinion, is saying is, okay, world, this is how you are going to consume retail in the future. And I'll give you a little taste of what you had before, and I'll give you a little taste of what I'm good at in e-commerce. But they're one of one, maybe two or three companies that have to set that edge. And this is what I think they're doing. Are they suffering now? I would say the biggest problem Amazon has is a divorce at the top of their leadership <laughs> structure. Other than that, things are looking A-OK. But you, they, they don't look a year in advance. They look 10 years in advance. And they have to say, how do I make up my revenue if this piece of the business starts to move for consumers? And that's what I think this is a bet on in a lot of that. And they can take bets that fail. They got it. Sure. You know, I, so if I may jump back in, uh, oh, is that what, what's interesting, what's interesting about that is, though, is that we heard forever. And I mean, you clearly see that there are challenges with brick and mortar, right? Malls are dead, basically, right? But this kind of brick and mortar, we heard, heard, heard that, you know what? Brick and mortar, Amazon, brick and mortar. It seems like they've, they've realized that, no, there is a place for some. There is uh, something to be said for that ubiquity that Walmart possesses, right? They're, more com- they're comfortable there. And bricks are heavy, from what I understand. Yeah. I mean, I've well, I'm gonna I'm gonna push back on one yes. point. I'll push back on a point. Fight. Oh, here we go. Jeff says Amazon wants to be everywhere. They are literally in the palm of my hand right now. Amazon is the most accessible retail fulfillment center. Period. I mean, they're acting like it's it's like Netflix saying, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna try to be Redbox. <laughs> It's like, it is so backwards to me, the whole idea. I understand the fulfillment side, and really it's about speed. They ultimately want to get something into my hand as fast as possible. So I understand the whole proximity game. But I'm still scratching my head about Kohl's because I've been in a Kohl's. Those aren't big stores, you know? I mean... I've never been in a Kohl's. You've never been in a Kohl's? Jeff shops at Brooks Brothers. Come on. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we, we should do a separate podcast on <laughs> Kohl's and try to get a deep dive insight on Jeff on what level of clothing he would consider purchasing uh. from Kohl's. I mean, from a consumer standpoint, I can order whatever I want from my palm of my hand right now. It's going to be at my door. But they're not saying order it. They're saying return it. They're saying return it, but is that really a big problem? Is, is that solving a consumer problem? Yeah, people, oh, yes. come on, people love. You go talk to Joe Kubik and talk to him about how he used to buy pants before whatever M. Taylor yeah, got in his world. Site. Yeah. Well, buy five pairs of pants, try them all on, keep one, send four back. Even further, Amazon is offering that service, right? I don't actually remember what it's called, but in order to get more people to buy clothing on Amazon, they now basically have a service where they send you a bunch of clothes. You try it on, you keep what you want, and you send back the rest. Yeah, it, it seems really easy. You know who's not convinced that this is a great solution for consumers? 
Hope Ho. Oh. Our good friend oh. Hope. Our good friend Hope. She's like, well, why do I? Why would I go return my items at at Kohl's? Why would I do that? Can I talk? Can I say this from a thirty-seven-year-old dad? I'm going to be charged. Yeah. Okay, from a 37-year-old dad's perspective, anybody that can sit out there and think about the Target and the Coles that are at the uh, plaza in Rocky River. Here we go. Sure. So if you can think about that. Here we go. Um, in my day. So, well. Sometimes I forget stuff. And so my wife, who is the most wonderful person I've ever met in my life, she's this bright, shining star, will tell <laughs> me to do things, and sometimes I forget them. So one of the things that I can envision myself being told to do and forgetting to do is, hey, could you return this thing that I bought from Amazon. Me not doing it, that being in the back seat of the car, me going to Target and being like, I forgot to return the, I'm just gonna go to Kohl's and give it to them and they're gonna give me money back and I'm gonna seem like a hero and this is gonna be off my mind. Right, I mean, let's talk about convenience. You know, we work 8.30 to 5.30, I leave my house before eight o'clock. USPS and UPS aren't open. And if if I need to go drop something off, I have to go out of my way to find a UPS store, which is really difficult on my particular route, and drop something off. But I go to Target every Saturday, and there's a Kohl's right next door. So if I could just walk in and and drop off a return, that is a huge convenience, favorite word, of this episode for me. I feel like like Jim came with a fight in his belly. Mm. That's what. You you know what's not convenient for me? When I I sign up for a health club membership and I got to walk through a Kohl's to get there. Yeah, that's a little (laughs) weird. That's not convenient. (laughs) In the back by the bathrooms. But of all of the the things that Planet Fitness offers, like, you know, free pizza, I feel like having to walk through a Kohl's to get there just fits in with. Morgan, say what you just said again. Wait a second. What is. They they offer free pizza. Yes, the first Monday of every month. So Planet Fitness, the first Monday of every month, they yeah. have free pizza. The second Tuesday of every month, they have free bagels. It's a gym. Yeah, why yes. there's pizza? There's an ethical issue going on over there. there. Like, there's a reason That's I a call problem. it Planet yeah. Fatness. <laughs> oh jeez. Hashtag. <laughs> Hashtag not Planet a sponsor. Fatness. Planet Fatness. Yes. Oh yep. my God! That is just. And I will tell you, the I, sales team just uh, shuddered at the thought of trying to sell Planet Fitness. Um, uh, and ads. I will tell you, I have seen. I, I I have a membership at Planet Fitness. I have seen people come in, take some slices of pizza, and turn around and walk out. That's hey, that qualifies as going to the gym. <laughs> maybe they worked <laughs> out in the morning, Morgan. You don't know yeah, this. Maybe, don't be so. Uh, yeah, I mean, maybe. Yeah, totally. Maybe they worked out in the morning. Jeez. And, Okay, we're, we're running. We're running low on time, but yeah. I want to do a speed round on the uh, on the podcast throwdown. So, uh, long story short, there's a hundred million dollar venture backed um, startup called Luminary that's getting ready to launch, and Luminary is a platform for podcasts, and their whole shtick is that they want to provide a paid offering, so ad free podcasts, essentially, and they went out and they were very cavalier about it. And for some reason, and, and this is this is probably the thing that's the biggest shock to me, like when they posted a bunny rabbit saying, essentially, podcasts don't need ads. Like people that listen to podcasts like pushed back on them. <laughs> it's like the first time in history that people are like, no, we want ads. I want your ads. But but they basically picked a fight with the industry, and a lot of these these um, podcast companies, some big, some small. Some as large as the New York Times are saying, Ish, don't think so. You can't have the daily podcast. And the Gimlet Medias of the world and Spotify's are like, 
you can't have our podcast on your platform. Uh-huh. And it's like, why are they picking a fight with this this uh, platform that hasn't even launched yet? Um, I mean, even the A-Game podcast is is not running on Luminary. Right. Which should say everything yeah, that they which, need to know. Which is ad-free, by the way. Ad, ad-free. The we were the first ad-free, ad-free podcast. For our listeners' sake. The very first ad-free podcast. Sponsored by Planet Fitness. <laughs> Sponsored by Planet Fatness. Pizza on Mondays. Pizza on Mondays. I mean, is this... It seems it seems a little bit silly. Number one, people, is it really a problem advertising with podcasts? I mean, we all listen to podcasts. This How reminds me of the. Are you familiar with a meme that's going on right now? There's a there's this meme that says nobody wants this, and then yeah. somebody gives them what they don't want. This reminds me of that. Like nobody asked for this. Nobody. Those who listen to podcasts, like we've talked about this before, the ads are like unobtrusive. They're 30 seconds in in an hour show, for instance, where like, and you're not looking at your phone. You're not going to fast forward through anything. Like ads on podcasts, it seems like these days, you mentioned it, Jim, are like the least, uh, I'm going to use obtrusive again, but it's like the least obtrusive thing that nobody cares about. And it's like the nobody meme uh, personified. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to spend $8. Yeah. I'm not spending, no. To not get Sorry. ads in my, in, or I'm going to get what? Uh, they're going to come out with some, some new shows, some exclusives. You know where I think? Yeah. This isn't Hulu, man. This is this is podcasts. You go to the biggest of the big, like say the Joe Rogans of the world and How Stuff's Made. Oh, hey, Joe Rogan. Those people get paid. Yeah, big those time. people aren't going to get on. There's only one reason those people get paid. Yeah, advertising. <laughs> Advertising. Yeah, if you want to supplement Joe Rogan's 100K in advertising revenue on his podcast. Joe Rogan's going to say, uh-uh. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah. It's you crazy. didn't get my Chappelle Show reference. <laughs> oh, hey, Joe Rogan. <laughs> I would rather directly support the content creators. I mean, obviously, they're getting they're getting revenue through their ads. But there's a couple podcasts where I support them through a platform called Patreon, which is, you know, you can you give somebody money on a monthly basis. You get access to exclusive content. Like, I would rather directly support content creators through that than just pay some random company and get access to a podcast. Should we? Should the A-game be on Patreon? Yeah, we and should like, be on Patreon. Maybe the exclusive content is, like, the outtakes, the pre-show. Right before All of a sudden, Joel just starts showing up in gold chains. <laughs> Yeah, uh, we let you know, set up that account. What's going Patreon, on? Thing yeah. An entire show of Jeff's voice exercises. That's yes. Yeah. <laughs> you should, like, Which would be amazing. Our yeah. pre-recording cartilage impressions. <laughs> you could have a one-on-one Constantinople. live chat. Oh, that's a great a idea. A one-on-one live chat. If you, if, you know, if you pledge $50 a month, we'll let you come on an episode we with the topic it. of oh, your choice. Oh, that's a great idea. If you, yeah, if you pledge $100, you can... Um, Sit in this room over here and just watch the magic happen. Yeah. So for what that you guys can't see is dirty, that we're in a recording studio. There's a <laughs> there's a glass that you can you know. Five hundred. You're allowed to take one swing at me. You get to choose <laughs> face or gut. Done. <laughs> I mean, how about Spotify in this whole thing? They were like barely a podcast company, and now they're they're swinging with their big boy pants on. Yeah, well, they're, like, should, they're on bows. They're throwing bows, man. They're throwing some bows. They're throwing some bows around. But, but when push comes to shove, podcasting is an extraordinarily valued, increasingly listened to form to for people to get their content. It it is it is gaining and gaining and gaining in prominence, and it the, the you hard pressed to find professionals in our line of work who don't listen to something. Yeah, and people who have a high degree of success seem to be mainlining their content because you got to be in the car, you got to be on the train, you got to be on the plane, whatever it is, 
through that. It makes a lot of sense. It is such a personal medium. It is such a one-to-one medium, you know, earbuds or in your car. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing that destroys personal relationships more than money. It's like, why would you even introduce this? I understand it sounds good in like a pitch deck, but I just don't, I don't see it uh, overall. So not hot on the streets. Yeah. Not I hot on the streets. I also think, you know, well, this is platforms are doing your platforms. taxes. Podcasts are super accessible, and I think that's another thing that people really like about them is, you know, people are starting podcasts all the time on topics that they love. And if it becomes becomes restricted to certain, you know, vendors that you have to pay to play, like, it just doesn't feel as as natural and organic and fun. Can I throw out a a real quick stat? Yeah. Just something that struck me earlier today. You know what episode this is? 35. 33. Double trips. I just think we've we've got some nice consistency. I'm just proud of us. I just think we need a Patreon. Yeah, maybe a Patreon. <laughs> we do need a Patreon. <laughs> so it's out on the streets, Joel. Oh, podcasting? Join the A-game Patreon. For $25 Patreon. a month, you'll get exclusive photos of Joel. We will never <laughs> charge you Ooh. or make any money off our podcast. Oh, Sherry, you hear that? <laughs> Sherry, honey, are you listening? <laughs> <laughs> Morgan is trying to <laughs> whore me out. Pardon my language. Oh, wow. 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 You went there. On that note. I was just going to say, get those scissors out. I was trying to think of Director. a better word, but I couldn't, so I just said it. Joel, if you could pick Him? one song to exit out to this week, what would it be? It would why? be Careless Whisper, of course. <laughs> why? Because it's a sexy, sexy song? Absolutely. Yeah. All right. You got it. Morgan? Yeah. What's your walkout this week? Oh, I had a walkout last week. Oh, okay. T-Swizzle. Well. Although, hey... Everyone Tomorrow's listening. Day. Everyone listening to this on Friday, April 26th, you can tell how excited I am. New Taylor Swift dropping tonight. It's like rainbows and butterflies and sparkles and everything I love. Wow. And I got really excited. Hey, are we going to get like uh, mean and like uh, resentful T Swift or is it going to be like pre- think it's going to be popular. I mean, we talked about popier. this last week, guys. Yeah. Like, oh, way popular. I wasn't here, I don't think or was I? No. Yeah, you were cuz we talked yeah, we talked about the social media. I was. Oh, here. you're right. Yeah. I was here. <laughs> It's like I don't know if you guys seen there's a there's a it's movie like on, on Netflix called Unicorn Store. It stars Brie Larson. Uh, it's like Unicorn Store come to life. It's everything that I love about living. Rainbows and sparkles and. Can I kids. walk out? What Can you walk out? What do you walk out? Fame by David Bowie. Oh, love it! Nice one. First forty-five seconds. Oh man. Oh, that's How great. About, uh, you know what I'm really into right now is sicko mode. Oh, if, why wouldn't you be? Real good song. Yeah, of course you would. I was just thinking in line with our uh, Patreon gift that we should do a centerfold. Ooh, my love runs cold. <laughs> nice. Actually, the, the correct answer was Eddie Money's Take Me Home Tonight. Oh, I don't want to <laughs> let you go before I see that light. That's and right. on that note. So uh, why don't you click to subscribe, do us a favor, do us a solid, rate the program five stars. And if you want to find us, Joel, where can they find us on social media? Well, Morgan is running the a- at the A-Game podcast on, on Twitter. She sends out everything we usually talk about. You know, we usually base our show off of, like, a, a current uh, news type thing. So Morgan sends all that out. And then, it's a current events program. Then show links. Then at a, like on LinkedIn and Instagram and, uh, and, Twitter, as, and Twitter as well is the AdCom group, at the AdCom group. All right. Tune in next week where we fight with each other more. We gone. We gone. gone.